Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. This is the really exciting start of the holiday season. You know, this is Monday. We go into Thanksgiving. We get Well, for me, I do a lot more than that. Tomorrow's Paige's birthday, so we'll be celebrating her birthday. Then we get ready for Thanksgiving. Then for you whacked-out crazy people, it's Black Friday. For some of us that are not as wacky and crazy as you guys, then it'll be... It'll be Cyber Monday for us. I mean, there's wild stuff going on. And i got to tell you some things that you can look forward to. Over the next week, over at MLM Help Desk and over at the Network Marketing Advocates, we will be launching several brand-new articles and brand-new series, uh, something that you can look forward to this week. We will, we will continue down the road big time into – Network Marketing Comp Plan, so expect that. We start brand new reviews on the Limu Company, on Yoli. I mean, I'm excited about where some of this is heading, what, what you're going to be able to see. This is the time of year when you're focusing on where you're going to go next year. We want to give you that information. It's going to be a blast. We're in Chapter 11 of Dave Ramsey's book, Entre Leadership, 20 Years of Practical Business Wisdom, from the trenches. Today's chapter, if you're listening and you're taking notes, maybe, I believe, it is the most important chapter in the book. This will change your life, especially if you're in network marketing. See, building unity and building loyalty is your best resource, and yet daily I get emails in from CEOs from top leaders, from the average distributor saying, man, my people just jumped to XYZ company. I don't know why. Is it the money? Is it their system? No. It's not even their product. It's not even the other company's leadership. It all has to do with you building unity and loyalty. CEOs and founders, listen up a minute. If you're losing internal top leaders from your departments, your executive VPs are, are tripping and leaving, there's a reason. I want you to listen to this story. Dave says, my personal assistant is tough as nails, so when I looked up from my desk and she was standing in my doors with tears running down her face and a highway patrolman standing next to her, my stomach went to my throat. In an instant, I had worried that my wife, about my kids, what in the world had happened? It's amazing how fast your mind can process situations and visual stimuli like that. The patrolman said he was there to deliver some really devastating news. There had been an accident, a head-on collision, which took the life of a young mother and her little girl. Only the youngest child, a baby, had survived. This was the family of a young man who worked for me. We asked the officer if we could tell him what had happened, which he said that was fine, but he needed to be there to make sure the sad news was delivered. My heart was beating wildly and my head was spinning. How in the world can you tell a young man that his wife and his child are gone? I could hardly breathe. We sent word up to his department for him to come to my office, and that was when we discovered he wasn't even in the building this sure wasn't getting any easier. Finding his leader, we figured out he was working with our live events crew that week, 
So he was over 100 miles away setting up the arena. Because the wreck was so big, it was going to be played on the evening news, and the officer was insistent that the young man get the news very soon. We chartered a jet to go pick him up and got it in the air in a matter of minutes so that by the time we could get a hold of the young man, the jet was almost there. We called the leader on site and had him plus a few others gather in a hotel room with this young husband. Sadly, we had to deliver this horrible news over the phone but then sent him straight to the airport with the leader riding the jet home with him for comfort. We got his family and pastor to meet the jet as it landed. So we had as many people as possible who loved him around him in this horrific time of need. That was one of the toughest days of leadership that I can recall. Now, that's an emotional story. And I want you guys to understand something very important. There's a reason Dave could make those decisions that quickly and that wisely under a stressful situation. It's because they use the golden rule. Dave has led his life, and I have adopted this in my life. You treat people the way you want to be treated. Some people say, well, Troy, you're awful hard on some companies then if that's the way you want to be treated. No, I, but I do hold them to accountability. If you're screwing up with other people's lives, then expect me to call you out on it. If you're a leader leading a company and you want loyalty and you want unity, then you need to start living by the golden rule. You need to be leading your business for that loyalty. You want to know why a company like Primerica Financial Services could become a historical company? going from one fat little bald-headed southern Georgia coach in 1977 to over 100,000 distributors today? It's because Art Williams treated people the way he wanted to be treated. You want to know why 100,000 distributors in that company quit in the 90s? Because they were run by corporate America who couldn't give a rat's butt about loyalty. And since that company went public a year and a half ago, April 1st, they have made a fool of everybody that thought they couldn't do it. And it's because of John Addison and his partners. See, if you want your team, your employees, everybody to follow you, if you want this this craziness of jumping ship for the dollar, jumping ship because the, the path looks greener, looks easier to walk down, there's not as many potholes, then you've got to start leading with that golden rule. Think about this for a minute. Do you know why most employees aren't loyal to the company? Do you know why they're not loyal to you? It's because you aren't really loyal to them. See, all every day I hear people get mad at the companies, and they yell and they scream. They say, oh, they're now... And it's, I laugh because it's like it doesn't have to be that way. You want to know why Gary Racer over at Lemu is attracting such great people right now? It's because he's not a greedy old CEO. It's because he's made hundreds of millions of dollars as a distributor. It's because he turned around and launched a company 
and said, I want the distributors to be happy, and if that means we got to do it slow, then we will. I've gotten to know Gary pretty good. And he's gone up and reached those 50s. He's looking at the 60s. He's looking for transition. He said, I'm going to bring in a young team, but more than that, Troy, I'm going to give away equity in my company to field leaders who actually want to make this their home and their only home. He wants loyalty, and he's willing to put skin in the game and give it to him. You want to know why BK Brieko, you never see him in a lawsuit with a distributor? It's because he takes them, and he enjoys life with them, and he enjoys their family. They break bread together. They just got back from Hawaii where he took his top leaders. They won the trip, and he rewarded them. Loyalty. It's because when some of his leaders have left, he salvaged the relationship, and when they came back home, he praised them. Loyalty. He's consistent. Gary's consistent. You have to be consistent. Dave shares a story. I wish this book would have come out last year. Actually, this year when I was the Senior Vice President of Sales at Ignite 360 because this would have been a perfect story. Dave said, we hired a superstar marketing guy to reel in some large relationships. We clearly defined his key result areas and set up his compensation so that when he landed a whale or two, he'd make great money. About six months into his employment, he brought in a million-dollar deal. He got creative with the client who was nibbling and sold them on something completely outside what we sold him, what we hired him for. We realized, and so did he, after the deal was signed and his, that his compensation structure specifically said he would not be paid on deals outside of his area. The decision was made instantly to pay him anyway. This poor guy had been in bad companies for so long he had become cynical and could not believe that some company would actually pay him money that was not technically due. He cried when he opened up the check because it was pretty awesome. Loyalty. Dave treats people the way he would want to be treated at every stage of his business. And listen, I'm not telling you that because he wrote it in a freaking book. It's because I've watched him and I've interacted with the people in his business, in his company that set up his displays, that put his T-shirts out for other people, that bleed and sweat all night long just so he'll look good on a stage. And the things they have to say about their boss are remarkable. And I was sitting there at about midnight, the first week of October at Catalyst, listening as these guys were talking. And I made a decision I'd run my business that way and my family for the rest of my life because these kids were so excited about Dave Ramsey and the organization. That's a man that walks his walk. The second thing that Dave does, and this is something I've preached for a long time, you've got to have fanatical integrity. Loyalty comes from that, that, that fact that people look at you and know that you walk the walk. I had a massive decision to make this week. I have a company that I'm going to be doing a review on that I think is stellar. I mean, it is a rock star of a company. The owner of that company was on his deathbed when his life changed. He changed his eating habits. 
changed the food that he took in. And it's amazing because when the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong, he decided to go back to a biblical way of eating. And he launched his first company, and it's over $100 million in sales. But he decided he wanted to go back and take it to somebody else. He wanted to give it to the average person and try to change their life so that they'd stop being obese. And he launched a company called Beyond Organics. His name's Jordan Rubin. I loved everything I saw. I talked to him on the phone for almost two hours, thirty mid-30s now. I wanted so bad to go to work with that company and build an organization because I knew that this man walked his walk. But because I have set down a rule that I would not build a business and be an advocate in network marketing, I had to say no. And I would have been in a prime spot. No deals but just in prime spot for what's going on. You have to walk your walk if you want to build that loyalty. BK Breco, a little over two years ago now, Jeff Hooks came to him. He said, BK, I'm going to be leaving. I'm, I'm going to go. I see something greener on the other side. And Jeff left the company and went somewhere else. They remained friends. Jeff was the top leader. His His... His team had the more volume coming into the company than anybody else's at the time. And BK said, you got to do what you got to do, man, for your family. Strained their personal relationship, but they loved each other. A few months later, Jeff said, I've made a drastic mistake. I want to come back home. And BK said, I can't just let you do that, Jeff. i got to talk to all the other ambassadors first. I've got to get their buy-in because we're a family, we're a team, and, and you decided to be the prodigal son and leave. The rest of the ambassadors said, we would love to have him come back home. That's not a problem, man. He's one of us. And BK said, okay. He called Jeff on the phone and said, Jeff, everybody said you can come back home, man. I'm excited. We're going to have some fun. He said, oh, yeah, but there's one thing I need to tell you. It would not be fair for me to give you back your old team and take away from the people that stayed behind. So I want you to come back home, but you got to build it from the ground up all over again. Jeff didn't hesitate. He said, I I love you, man, and that's no problem, and that's what I'll do. And he's done it. And he's well on his way back to that top position again. Integrity. Fanatical integrity. I do this review on Lemu. You're going to be amazed at the fanatical integrity that Gary Racer and his team carry with them. Your team is always watching. Your kids are always watching. And something I've learned from being the dad of six and the grandchild or the grandfather of heck, who knows how many granddaughters, now a grandson. They would rather see you live your sermon than preach it. So that's what you better be doing. See, if you have that, if you're driving for loyalty and you're driving that fanatical integrity, you want to know what you're going to get? Unity. You're going to get one of the largest, strongest teams out there. Dave shares a story. This is remarkable. Listen to this. And then you apply it at the end of this show with your team today. He says, one of the largest and strongest horses in the world is the Belgium draft horse. Competitions are held to see which horse can pull the most. One Belgium horse can pull 8,000 pounds. The weird thing is, when you put two Belgium horses together in a harness, they're stronger or that are strangers to each other. They don't even they've never been raised together. 
they can pull twenty to 24,000 pounds, three times what they can do individually. But listen to this. If two horses have been raised and trained together, they learn to pull and think as one. The trained and the therefore unified pair can pull not only 24,000 pounds, but they will hit thirty to 32,000 pounds. A unified pair can pull full to- four times as much as a single horse. They can pull an extra 8,000 pounds by being unified. It's not about the money. It's not about the products. It's not about the anything except the culture of unity that you create. I'm going to be on the phone with Blake Mullins, the chief marketing officer and co- co-founder of Visalis this afternoon. And something that I have seen that's remarkable with that company is that the three owners always pulled together. The founders of that company would just pull together. And when they weren't hitting on all cylinders, they made it happen. Yoli, another young company, did the same thing. They came together. Now, the difference between them and Vaisalis is Yoli has like five five owners. They each ponied up about a million bucks each. So instead of, instead of three, there was five. But like Vaisalis, they've had struggles. Rebranded their company to the better body, and they are growing like crazy. Unity is what does it. And the only way to get that unity is for you to be loyal to your people, treat them with the golden rule, and for you to have fanatical integrity. I see this in a company called Nourish. We're going to be doing a review on them. Small company, the CEO takes no money out of the company. He's well-funded himself. He's done well in business. He believes in giving 100% back to the distributors. It's amazing to me. But, folks, there's five enemies to unity, and this is what I want you to take away today, and I want you to listen good. It doesn't matter if it's business or in your personal life. Number one, and this is the one I see so often from startup companies, CEOs. I see this from the executives. Matter of fact, I'll tell you where I see it starting, with the daggum consultants and MLM attorneys. Poor communication. For some reason... Some consultants and some attorneys don't want to just lay it on the line and tell their clients when they come to them or potential clients, you know what, this is such a freaking red red area that that the odds are it won't work long term. Or you're so underfunded, we need to get you funding before we do this. It starts there, but it permeates throughout our, our, our whole culture. CEOs. Don't want to share the truth. I got a I got an announcement over the weekend from two of my great friends, Ted Knighton and Rod Cook, because New Ways is on the brink of bankruptcy because they're debt heavy and they can't they can't meet the calls. That company's been struggling for over a decade. Sadly, the majority of distributors don't understand, so they couldn't rally around. They couldn't bring in more sales. They couldn't help out. Poor communication is the number one cause for a lack of unity. 
when there's no communication, people will make up in their minds what they think is really happening. A team is only a team by definition when they're unified, when they're on the same page. Day says, if you want fabulously unified teams and all the good stuff that brings, you have to work unbelievably hard to create and maintain high levels of, commu- of communication. I'm not saying, CEOs, that you got to tell the whole distributor force. I'm saying you better bring your top leaders in, and you better share with them that vision one more time. You better tell them you guys are going to make it. You better tell them you need their help. You better tell them they're mature enough to stick with you, and they will. If you've taken the time to be loyal to them, to have fanatical integrity. I watched Art Williams. You can read his book, Coach. Go buy it on Amazon. But I was there, and I've seen what happens when he's on that stage passionately selling the vision after just getting off a phone call where the number one underwriter said, we can't do this, man. You're you're blowing through our numbers. We don't have enough money to do this. And him wondering, who's going to underwrite our business? When commission checks didn't show up because the software was bad, had a glitch in it. We created software back then. Nobody else did. You had to write your own freaking programs. I watched a man like John Addison start at the bottom right out of Georgia and work his way up to run that company. You can do that. Your team will hang with you if you give them the right communication. But if you give them poor communication, you're not going to have that unity. The second thing is a lack of shared purpose. This is huge. You have to constantly be sharing the purpose. If the team doesn't share the goals of the leadership or the goals of each other, there's no unity, inside and outside. I just watched Michael Yank take his company that's just at a year old and totally remorph it from life share to Pixingo with the loyalty of his field leaders and some partners and some staff members that he has. He took this company after putting millions into it of his own money. No venture capitalists, just family coming together because they have a shared purpose and a shared purpose with the field, and he's willing to get out there and share it with them. It's going. But if you don't want unity, don't communicate, don't have a shared purpose. The third enemy is gossip. The other day, last week, I talked about the myth in network marketing about take take negatives up and positives down. And I said, most people get that wrong, and they do. See, you've got to have open and transparent communication with the truth. But when you've got nothing more but a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby in your midst, in your team, I don't care where they're at, and all they want to do is negative, negative, negative. In network marketing, we call them disparaging comments about the company or about the team. If you've got documented evidence that that person is doing nothing but sitting there and being a whiny crybaby, and after giving them plenty of warning to shut up, then you terminate their butt whether they're inside the company or whether they're in the field. And I don't give a rat's butt if they're the number one distributor in your company. I watched Art Williams do that twice. Number one distributors was not doing it the way the company had set down the guidelines to do it. And at one time, Art showed up at a meeting, sat in the back, and when he realized that the leader was still doing it his way, 
Art got up and said, that's absolutely wrong, and don't you follow that man. And terminated him after the meeting. Now, you talk about controversy. But see, you can't allow that dull, negative, disillusioned whiner out there. Distributors, listen up. Don't come to me and say, Troy, I got terminated. Why'd you get terminated? Well, I said the company leader was an ass. Okay, well, you probably deserve to be terminated. Your contract should be cut. Folks, I learned this in my in, in just my spiritual walk, in, in helping to launch churches and, and sometimes having the opportunity to teach. This is something that I have learned, and you need to take it to heart as a business person. If you can't follow the authority that's set over you, and in my case at a church, I've always got a senior pastor. If you can't follow their authority, get the heck out. If you don't want to be unified with the with the shared purpose, the shared vision, if you don't want to focus on what that leader is doing, if you can't buy into them, then shut up and leave the company. Don't be sitting there being a whiner because you got no guts to get out. The fourth thing is unresolved disagreements. Now listen up. This is really big amongst CEOs and executives and their top field staff. We like to create internal competition. It's huge. We have a blast with it. But if you've got two A-plus personality leaders and they start bickering and it's starting to get, get out of hand publicly, then here's what you need to do. You need to get them on a plane. Buy the ticket and don't make it first class. You buy the ticket, you make it coach. If if you can work it out, you make sure before they get to your place that somewhere they've got a connecting flight and you put their two seats beside each other. And you fly their butts into the home office and you get them in your command center and you set them down and you treat them with the utmost respect just like you would your children when they're bickering, and you let them know you're going to get this taken care of today, right here. Whatever it is, we're, done, we're getting it taken care of. If you're a young company and you say, Troy, I can't afford to do that, then you get on a private, locked, three-way call, and you get this worked out. And if they can't work it out amongst themselves, then you let them know without a shadow of a doubt. If you hear any more crap, period, Somebody or both of them are getting terminated. Harsh, isn't it? And for you distributors, you're probably sitting there flipping me off on the telephone. But you know what? If you want to build something that's going to last, then you better look at companies that are around us that have lasted this long, whose leaders have never left, who have great organizations working in tandem together with internal competition but with respect and love because it's the only way you're going to do it. Number five, sanctioned incompetence. CEOs especially, this is for you. If you've got people inside that corporate office and they don't understand what's expected, then explain it to them. And once you've explained it to them, if they can't live up to what's expected because they're just flat out incompetent, then you gently move them out of your company and probably out of our profession. Because if you allow incompetence to go on and on, you will lose people. I was on the phone with AT&T yesterday and said, I would like for you to guys to remove a $65 charge on my cell phone bill. And I explained the truth to him. I said, you know what? I was supposed to send that phone back, and I did.
but instead of sending it through the U.S. Postal Service, I sent it through UPS, and now it's lost. And if it ever shows up, I'll send it in to you. But since I've been a customer for so long, and I, I invest $2,400 minimum a, a year with you guys in phone bills, well, you did move that $65. And the, the, the nice, sweet, dumb, incompetent customer service rep in warranty said to me, I'm sorry, sir, but our policy is that if we don't get the phone back, then we don't remove that charge. I said, you're willing to risk $2,400 a year in service and a boatload of crap on the Internet? And he said, yes, sir, but thank you for your business. Is there anything else we can do? Don't have incompetent people answering your phones. Don't have incompetent people taking care of your leaders because you will not get the unity or the loyalty. You have to work through. You've got to fight those enemies every day. Poor communication, lack of shared purpose, gossip, unresolved disagreements, and sanctioned incompetence. Get rid of it. If you guys will do that, no matter what level you're at, you could grow into the next billion-dollar business over time. Companies like Herbalife, who went through the hell of 1982 and 83 in front of congressional subcommittees. Uh, an A.L. Williams slash Primerica who got sued, I think, by all 50 attorney uh, uh, insurance commissioners at one time. You can do it. Folks, I love what we do tomorrow. Caught in the act. Amplifying the success of your business through recognition and inspiration. It will be the second most important call that we have done in this series. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Well, wait a minute. I just saw my mom and daddy and... I don't think they've been on much, so I want to give a shout-out to them. Dad's still doing some recovery, and Mom's there at his side. I love you guys. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow morning with us on RealMentorsRadio.com.